Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. BarabortJewelers.com And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Engaged and Inspired Podcast. This is DJ Sam and she is... Kia. And let's be honest, navigating a wedding can be tricky. And we're here to help. At Be Engaged and Inspired, we're hoping to give you ideas, tips, things, just to get you through this entire process like a pro. Yes, welcome to the fastest 25 minutes online with the best tips and suggestions (laughs) for any podcast. Yes. Well, any wedding. That's true. Okay. So are you going to start us off with a tip or maybe a shout out to our sponsors? Yes. And today's show is brought to you by Barable Jewelers at Barable.com. They're located in Glastonbury. Yes, they are. Okay. So we're going to talk about a thing that I think this list for me sometimes grows (laughs) as the season (laughs) goes on. There are things that you don't necessarily need for your wedding. Yes. And the list is long. The list is long. And I think part of it is is because uh, we have been... Programmed. I was going to say, I was going to say educated, but that's not the right word. I think it is programmed. When you're watching all these shows, you're all of a sudden like, oh my God, I don't have a, you know how to dance vodka sign at my my wedding. So I have to go out and get one. Or chair covers. Or chair covers. Oh, I hate chair covers. And and so we sort of wanted to discuss things that we see that people do. And there is no reason why you can't do them if you want them. Right. But if you're stressing about things and ultimately at the end of the day, if you are on a budget, these are some of the things you can let go. Right. And anybody who gives you any sort of shit about it, to just like befriend them. Absolutely. Because <laughs> if you're already being stressed out whether you should have chair covers, uh, maybe you shouldn't have chair covers because you don't want the stress. You don't. Or you don't want the, to pay for the staff to put them on. And maybe the right answer is that you rent um, cheaper chairs that right. still look nicer. Right. I mean, chair the, covers the are like $4 a well, pop. Yeah, the, and then yeah. you still have to pay someone to do them. Right. So you could just rent nicer chairs for like a hundred, like a buck 65, maybe two bucks a piece. Yeah, instead of stressing about it. Yes. Just an idea. So it's a solution. So now my biggest thing that I could do without is right. favors. Absolutely. Especially those personalized ones. Yep. Like well, the ones that have uh, the bride and groom's name on. Mm-hmm. And yes. the date. Or the couple's name. Yeah. Couple. Or just the date. Yep. Yep. Just the date. I mean, I think a long time ago that used to be like a ribbon that came with their name and it was tied around something yeah. it was tied around something useful okay um i the amount of um favors that i slide into a box and hand back to a couple um sometimes it can be pretty disappointing for the couple right people didn't take them um or they'll say no 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 i don't i don't even want to know i mean i'm still burning matches from weddings that happen but that's something useful it is something useful right it, it's the single cup or beer stein or beer koozie yeah but you're never ever going to use uh, no. again now the guests might appreciate it if you're if you're close i think guests who know you and are close to you i think they'll they'll keep them and stuff but everybody once you're past like table five they uh, they get left yeah it can be a little heartbreaking because i know that they're not inexpensive right um so my solution for something like that is either make a donation to something that you love and care about yep and let people know that that's what you did yep um you can also invest in having like a late night snack that someone's taking with them as they're departing you know yep, like a nice sliders or, little right, sliders or, or pretzel or warm cookie yep. and say you know on your way out do us a favor drive safely Please call an Uber if you need one, and also have this amazing, like, hot pretzel and this bottle of water. 
Yep. And here's some aspirin. Um, <laughs> but that's just one of those things where yeah. that's just a quick, quick and easy solution. Or, you know, if you wanted to have an extra appetizer or you wanted to have an extra station at your wedding, you know, maybe make that like the favor station. So favors is one thing you can do without. Yes, absolutely. What's one thing that you think you can do without? Well, uh, those special dances at the wedding. You know, when you dance with, uh, uh, I mean, the father, daughter, groom, groom's mother is great. But when you start going down the list to, to dance with an aunt or a, a, a close friend and it, you make it, oh, you got to play this specific song for this particular person, mm-hmm. then it becomes uh, an object in futility because it's great for you and the, that person, but your guests don't understand. You've got to decide, do you want a party? Or do you want your event to be filled with all special dances? True. And one of the things you can do as a solution is you can just sort of make a, this is a really important song for us. Everybody who, you know, family members, let's get everybody on and just dance with them for a few seconds, get the photo, move on to the next person. And it tends to make that a little bit more meaningful because there is a point where your guests just check out. I have more and more of my clients now that don't want to do any special dances whatsoever. And that includes the parents' dances. A lot of the nouveau Uh, brides... My children, you will be dancing with (laughs) Well, they've done something the day before or whatever, Mm -hmm. and they just want it to be a party. Nothing wrong with that, but... You've got to make that decision. I feel the same way about toasts. Yep. There is a limit of toasts. Yes. There is a point where people, um, first of all, food needs to be served. There's things that need to happen. You you can't be 45 minutes into toasts. Yep. There's also um, a questionable level of what should be said at toasts. And I know that oh. we've addressed this in a prior yep. podcast. But, you know, if you want to have an uncle who you love and adore who wants to give a toast, maybe have them do it at rehearsal. Yeah. Um, your cousin who you grew up with and you took baths together, nobody needs to know that he can do it at rehearsal. Absolutely. You can drag out rehearsal for as long as you want. <laughs> it's like a certain set of friends. They all know each other or family members. They all know each other. It's going to work. Yeah. Also take into consideration that you have caterers. So you've paid for all of this food that needs to be served. Absolutely. And served correctly. Yep. Yep. So toasts, you don't have to do them, but you can if you want to. Absolutely. One of the things that I really deeply struggle with is when a couple gives me one of those detailed timelines that has uh, everything to every five minutes. Yes. And it's actually the time, 9.22, 9.23. Yes. And at 9.25, we will <laughs> need to be, you know, putting on our shoes. And at 9.27, you know, you will have to help me put my shoes on. Not going to happen. Doesn't happen. And I, I hate to be like the bearer there of bad, bad news, news, but... All it does is stress you out. And all it does is stress out your friends and your family who are part of the wedding because I've seen them. I've actually gone and just removed those timelines. And not because I don't appreciate the amount of time and effort that you put into it. But that's not how life happens. I've never done a wedding in the uh, 40 plus years I've been doing this or an event that has gone off on time and has stuck to that time schedule. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You you can't control that many people to do what you need them to do. Some people will be late. Some people will be early. So why stress about it mm-hmm. and create that detailed timeline? All most vendors need to know is what coming up next. Yes. And I usually provide my couples with something that I call a guideline. Yes. It is what's coming up next. Sometimes it'll say like 1030-ish. Like at least two bridesmaids should be getting their hair done. You should have at least started to like finish your bagel. Mm-hmm. Depending on the couple, I'll, you know, give them as many details as they need. 
But there's a point where there's some things that aren't going to happen, and that can cause a lot of stress if we've had to move something, right. and somebody sees it on the list, and then they create like, ah, a... We mm-hmm. didn't do that. We got to go and do that. Yeah. Yes. It's not worth it. It yep. Just don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to your family members. None of it's worth it. One that I'd like to, uh, to mention is... <laughs> I'm doing less and less of these, and that's introductions. And you don't need to do introductions at your wedding. Now, let me explain that in a little bit more detail. The bride and groom or the couple need to be introduced. But you don't have to do uh, grandparents. You don't have to do members of the bridal party, bridesmaids, maids of honor. I'm doing like three or four weddings in a row where only the bride and groom or the couple are being introduced. I like introducing grandparents only because I feel like because of them, we're all there. <laughs> really? But you can do them as a simple like, hey, could everybody just give a round of applause to Grandma Mary? Absolutely. And take a time to like go and say hello tonight. Like something like that. Right. And the reason why many couples are not doing introductions now, because it takes time out of the rest of mm-hmm. the evening. Because if you think it takes just two minutes to line everybody up, get them organized, it doesn't. It, no. <laughs> it takes a long time, especially if you have a rowdy bridal party who are not listening because they've already been soused in the bar and are now getting not ready. soused in the bar. <laughs> They're not at a bar. They've just been no, served the, over the, and over again. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I was thinking of the bar on the bus, to yeah, be honest. So, okay. Introductions, really. You can forego them and just introduce yourself go right into your first dance uh, toast and nobody's going to think any different of it at all and the other thing that can go is visiting every single table yes that's a that's a thing that has uh, had its time and gone so one of the things that i do recommend is once again um if you're not having people clap for grandma you should absolutely as a couple go past some of the older generation tables because it is a sign of respect but do not feel like you have to visit every single one because there is not enough time without eating into the other things that you're doing i always recommend for my couples after they've cut the cake grab the mic say thank you Thank some very specific people. Talk for five minutes, plus because it gives um, catering a chance to remove the cake and start cutting it and have things ready to go. Really? But it's a great way for you to say, hi, thank you so much. We love you. We appreciate it. Let's see you on the dance floor. Right. Now, etiquette does say that the couple is supposed to say hi to every uh, single guest that come as a, a as a tradition. But you have other times to do that. You could do that during the cocktail hour if mm-hmm. you do a first look. You can still go around every table, but the tip I give my clients and... I'm going to give this tip to you for free. You know who is sitting at each individual table. You've already done the seating plan. You don't need to do the bridal party's tables. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do your parents' tables. Mm -hmm. That leaves probably half of the tables that you can go to. You can just say hi to everybody. How are you doing? You're having a good time. See me on the dance floor Mm -hmm. and move on. You can do that in between the courses. Because also remember that guests come up to you and they hug you and they talk to you and they, they find you in different places. And for the people who that's really meaningful to is they're going to get up and they're going to do it anyways. Exactly. And the other people, you know, they might be a coworker and they're going to see you. They just saw you on Friday. <laughs> and they're probably going to see you in a week when you're back from your honeymoon. Right. So you don't need to specifically go to those no. tables. So and, you know who to go to. And that's why I say saying a quick little thank you and just acknowledging that everybody's there in a very broad sense can be a really eye-opening and good thing to do. Absolutely. Okay. We're going to take a little break, and then we're going to come back with more of the (laughs) things... Things that you could just let go. ...you don't need to do or have at your wedding reception. 
Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Thank you for making Barabalt Jewelers your wedding jewelry destination. From your engagement to wedding day, we've got you covered with engagement rings, wedding bands, and wedding party gift ideas. We welcome you to make an appointment and visit our styling lounge in our store. Barabalt Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook or at barabaltjewelers.com. Live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booth. When your wedding entertainment has to have the amazing music be fun, organized, and unforgettable. Your choice has to be Atmosphere Production. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com That's www.atmosphere-productions.com DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booth. Atmosphere Productions. Gary Baker here live from The Spa at Norwich Inn. Please check us out at thespaatnorwichinn.com, where I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. It's available free on iTunes and Google Podcasts. I suggest you listen to. Engage Connecticut offers couples the opportunity to work with experienced wedding planners, one-of-a-kind wedding venues, along with design and wedding rentals. We plan real weddings for real couples. Located in West Hartford, serving all of New England, Look for us on Facebook and Instagram under EngageCT and at www.engagedct.com. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt Pure Love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is sponsored by Barabort Jewelers in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Barabortjewelers.com. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. Welcome back. We're in the middle of a discussion of things you can do without at your wedding. Uh, One thing I can do without is a lot of space between where your ceremony is and where your venue is. Okay. Meaning if you're getting married at your childhood church, then you do have to make a honest, conscious decision about how close do you want your reception site to be. And if it's meaningful for you to get married in your church, that's great. But then you should pick something that's within a half an hour drive. Right. And not have your guests trying to find the facility no. after going to the ceremony. It's in, And you yeah. can lose people that way. Oh, it definitely. can cause massive amounts of delays. It can be actually much more stressful than you think. Yeah, because um, it's, it's one accident away from mm-hmm. the highway being closed. Yeah. It always is one accident away from being, and especially if you're going back roads or something like that, who knows? If the weather's not great, that can cause a whole bunch of other delays. Oh, yes. Mm -mm. And I understand why some weddings have a gap between ceremony and reception. Uh, Usually it has to do with sort of like a church ceremony and their timing. If I think honestly, the idea of having a gap causes a lot of stress for your 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 guests yeah, it do, does. do i get dressed up and go to a ceremony and then go find something to do for two or three hours and i get giving yourself time to go take photos and do things like that but that might be where you have to consider it does it make more sense to have a first look if you don't want to do a first look does it make more sense to get maybe all family photos out of the way and then just do like portrait things a little bit later you don't need that much time especially if you're not doing lots and lots of like i'm going to stop at this park and take a photo and i'm going to stop by this waterfall and take a photo this is where i went to elementary school i'm going to take a photo you don't need all of that yeah remember your guests remember your guests but also remember 
at the end of the wedding, if you've had all of these gaps, a lot of times couples say like, I feel like I wasn't here. And the honest truth was you weren't. weren't. I know we talked about all the specialty dances and things like that. I think too many breaks in a reception can sort of be a killer. Right, right. So you want to do them in groups. You don't necessarily want to do them all in a row. But like you go into toast, you know, intros, toast, you start to have food. I like to try to do parent dances before dinner's over because... Halfway through dinner. Yeah, Yeah. couple's been fed. The main people have been fed. The other people are still eating. They still want to eat. Other people don't necessarily want to get up and start dancing yet because they feel like it's not appropriate. But it's a great little weird window where you could take advantage of it. And it adds to the flow. I try to explain to my clients the flow of the event is is crucial you don't want these pregnant pauses where you stop and do two or three events and then have to start everything else up. did you just say pregnant pauses yes why are they called pregnant pauses i have no idea <laughs> the, i don't know why that makes no sense with that okay. saying right I, it makes absolutely no sense but anyways <laughs> but i agree what you're saying it's it is that that pause that can kill things but sometimes you do need a pause like you can tell when the dance floor is exhausted mm-hmm. and if you don't slow it down yeah you will lose everybody i tell a lot of my my clients that i can make you go home at a certain time of the of the night <laughs> oh i should really take advantage of that like give like a button that i can just push and say everybody go home Dunk. but yes there's a time in the night i can exhaust a dance floor and then when I need to pick it back up, that nobody's nobody wants to dance. Yeah. So there has to be a certain flow where love songs are put in or an event or something to make the evening. And then you have that big crescendo that leads up to the, the final dance. Yes. And then at that point, everybody has enough energy to take part in the final dance and yep. wants to. Yep. They're not limping away. Yep. One of the things that a lot of couples say, like, I want to keep going. I want to keep going. I want to have a longer wedding. And... I get this, but I also don't think that you realize how long of a day that you've had. Right. You can do without a 16-hour wedding. Correct. Your guests can do without a 16-hour wedding. Your liver can do without a 16-hour wedding. You can also transition into the next stage, which means that if you're having a wedding reception, and maybe you add an extra half an hour. That's how I say it. I say do it in a half-hour increments, because when you've paid advance for an extra two hours and you're exhausted and you can't keep going, you've just wasted money. Yeah. And on a high note, is what I try to explain to my clients that if you are going to finish at 11 o'clock for instance Mm -hmm. at 1030 you want to be building to that crescendo so that you can maybe finish at you know uh, 45 or Mm -hmm. 10 of so that there's a little window for people to ease on out ease on out or ease on into the next stage yes it's worth it to if if your venue has is like right next to a great bar Mm -hmm. or a restaurant or your hotel hotel has one it's great to move to that opportunity because sometimes you don't actually realize how tired you are until you like take a deep breath and you may want to change your guests may need to change and you'll maybe end up with like 10 awesome people at the bar but that whole forcing everybody to stay part of it it can be draining it can be draining on your financial uh, resources resources because sometimes you're maybe no longer aware (laughs) of what you're doing or how much you spent how much you spent like keeping a photographer to an after party does not make sense to me nobody looks good no 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 (laughs) And, and you look sweaty no. and like your mascara, while I'm sure your hair and makeup have been beautiful, <laughs> by this point in time, you have hugged people, kissed people, they've 
like messed up your things, right. you're you're done. Right. You don't need to do an after party. No. Nope. You can just say, "I'll see you for brunch the next day," mm-hmm. if you want to do that, or. That's it. The party's over at 11 o'clock and everybody goes their separate ways. I mean, I think if you are in a hotel or there is a restaurant right there, I think it is a good thing. I think some people do need that transition. Mm -hmm. But you as the couple are not obligated to it. Absolutely. Just like you're not actually obligated to go to the brunch. Right. Most of us do not look good at (laughs) the brunch the next day. And it's a huge financial expense again. Absolutely. So if you're thinking about your budget and you're thinking about how to do that, those are things that you can just let go. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you a radical one. Oh, no. Something that you don't need to do. Your honeymoon. You don't need to go to your honeymoon right after the reception. Oh, yeah. No, not right after. You can save up some money and then go around the world six months, a year later. Yeah. Plus, usually when you you go right away, I say like maybe do a mini moon, take a day or two after. Oh, You do need to detox and and your feet feet need to go back to their normal (laughs) size. But yeah, you do not need to go away right away. Plan a a trip for like an off season. Plan a trip when you actually want to get out of the country. Absolutely. February is a great time to get out of New England. I'm just going to put it out there. And that might make more sense. And it's something you can plan towards, especially also think about your job. If you've taken off a lot of days of work to be able to accommodate all of the wedding things that you've needed to do, you may not have enough days and losing those days just to go away when you're exhausted, you might value it more a few months down the road. Absolutely. I I know a couple who uh, was married about two years ago and uh, they are doing the round the world uh, trip and that's what they did they decided to save up the money and do a really big month-long honeymoon nothing that is amazing so one of the things i you know people will disagree with me but i don't (laughs) think you need (laughs) big butt i know but i don't necessarily think that you need programs no they get left at the church they get left at the ceremony space you definitely do not need one for every single person you don't even necessarily need one for every single couple. I know sometimes people like to pick them up, and that's like a nervous habit. You think you're at a new place, you should pick stuff up, you can talk to people. And who actually keeps those things? Uh, only your family. Okay. Or, and maybe you as the couple. But I don't like, I mean, I think like a grandma does too. But I, I have seen people stress and spend so much time money. and energy, like, did I spell this person's name correctly? Like, oh my God, this person now can't come because of some sort of family incident. Whatever it is, you know what? They're going to figure out what's going on. You, you're walking into a ceremony. There will be a person up front who says, welcome. People walk in. And explain what's going on. Explain what's going on when they've kissed. And then they clap and pronounce them husband and wife or husband and husband or Mrs. Whatever. and Mrs. Whatever it is. That's your cue. That's your cue. Stand up and clap. <laughs> and then exit with them. Sometimes making one big sign is better. I was just going to say, that's typically the way I would suggest it now. Save yourself a whole bunch of money and go with the, the sign. But you don't also need signs for everything. No. <laughs> I love the finger ones. And the, the, yes. The <laughs> and you know what? Those are great until you're there. And then we're standing there as wedding planners trying to figure out where to stick this thing into the ground, where it'll stay. Yep. Because I can't, I can't stick it into somebody's like uh, sprinkler system. And then you find out that the finger is pointing the wrong uh-huh. way. <laughs> Don't do that to me, please. I've seen that before. <laughs> and then you, people do follow those things. They take it very seriously. <laughs> so if you're going to do it, like maybe run a practice through. I've also had couples who feel a need to have personalized napkins and personalized straws and personalized cups. It can go too far. It can go too far. And it can be expensive. I I did have a really pretty wedding a year ago that was 
at a very strange location and they gave everybody their plastic cups just the first round was their names on them they were disposable cups gave the location because it was a weird location we were on a waterfront that's all i'm gonna say yep it was very neat and interesting some people kept them some people kept them all night and just kept refilling them but it was just a cute little moment to sort of remind people like hey this is really where we are right and and the place that we and we happened to be there they had no internet Okay. So I think that was another reason. So they want and had their hashtag and all those information. It wasn't on every single thing. It wasn't overdone. Cute. I like they, that. They know your name. Oh, of course. They know of your course. monogram. They they don't need it in every little thing. Right. The other thing that you don't necessarily need to have at your wedding reception is a complete detailed song list that you give to the <laughs> DJ. You don't need to do that. And I'm going to be talking personally now. It's okay. If you can give a nice long list to the DJ. But remember, most DJs have been doing this for a while and they can read a crowd. If they can't, then obviously they're going to play from your list. But being that specific on so many songs that have to be played, firstly, most of those songs will never get played. And you don't know who's going to be dancing or whether they even know those songs. Because of the internet now and YouTube, there are so many different songs that are are out or released that's even I don't know because it's only by a YouTube star. Yeah. Playing that at a wedding is ridiculous because maybe only three people in the whole room know the song. Being that detailed, I think it's something you can do without. Don't waste your time. Yeah. Pick six or 10 or 15 songs that, look, I want everybody to be dancing to the Spice Girls. Mm-hmm. So I want that one. Which one? <laughs> Wanna be. It's got to be my favorite, okay. of course. You don't need to go to uh, specific songs that nobody knows or just you and the groom know unless it's something that is very special for but you. But then that's, you've used the special song somewhere else. The only thing I do think they should give you is like... If your family needs like a very specific polka or a very specific cultural song that everybody's going to be asking for, you need to have that information prior because you just sort of, you need it. Oh, absolutely. I'm doing a Greek wedding where Zorba the Greek, Mm -hmm. the song uh, is going to be played. And that's the only Greek song that they wanted. It's on the list. Yeah. Absolutely fine. And I had a wedding a few years ago where grandpa got up. And he said, that's it. He, he needed a very specific, like, Italian polka type of yep. song. It took everybody a few minutes to scramble to find it because <laughs> he basically had said he was not moving. He wasn't doing anything. He got a little inspired <laughs> and he got up. But those are the things that you need to know. Absolutely. But all that you're right. All of the rest of the things. We don't need 18 different versions of, no. you know, Love Me Tender or something. <laughs> I, don't know. I think we could probably continue going on for feels like forever let's keep going oh my goodness no (laughs) we're gonna give you guys a break but i'm sure that we're probably gonna come back to this topic a little bit later down our podcast life most definitely okay so any parting words of things you don't need Mm, let me think you know what i think you could do with eight questions you must ask a wedding professional before booking them it is a special free report that's on our website all the w's.atmosphere hyphen productions.com go there and you'll learn to shop like a pro from a pro sounds good to me so remember you can download us for free off of itunes and google play join us every single wednesday because we release this every single wednesday (laughs) oh we do we do thanks sam we'll be back next week the engaged and inspired podcast is sponsored by barabort jewelers in glastonbury connecticut barabortjewelers.com Produced and copyrighted by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut.